Welcome to Songwriters Trysts, a weekly intimate podcast that interviews artists about the art of songwriting. I'm singer-songwriter Ray Lee, your host for this show. Music saved my life and I want to talk to other songwriters about the power of songwriting. Talk about their journey and how they got to where they are today. This is a safe space to share stories, lessons and emotions. All the great things that build an amazing song. Make sure to subscribe to stay up to date. Okay, great. Here we are at Songwriter Trysts with Caitlin Thomas. Thank you so much for joining me on one of my first podcast interviews. No, thank you so much for having me, Ray. It's awesome. Absolutely fantastic. <laughs> it's exciting for me because um, we met at the DAG last year and yes. there's so many people at the DAG. It doesn't give us a chance to really connect and get to know everyone and so I really wanted to get in contact with you and interview and find out more about what it is that you're doing with music and how you actually got involved so can you tell us you know introduce yourself to people who may not know who you are well uh well my name's Caitlin Thomas um I live in northern Victoria so don't hate me (laughs) but um I live down here and I've been songwriting performing ever since I was really little and I wrote, wrote my first song when I was about like four or five. It was a rendition of Happy Birthday, but in my own kind of way. Um, my mum has so many audio recordings. It's sometimes I look back through them and I'm like, this is just, wow. I like to think <laughs> I've come a little bit further than what I used to. Um, but I've been performing and pretty much writing music ever since I was eight years old and Music has always been a, an awesome emotional outlet for me and I think we're so fortunate to be able to express ourselves through songwriting and through, mm. you know, even singing. I truly believe that music does heal. So, Oh, yeah. absolutely. And that's exactly one of the reasons I did this. Music saved my life, you know. It was my way of getting the emotions out but having it under the bracket of safety of art. You know, I could be angry yeah. in a song and it didn't matter. You know, I wasn't having to be angry at anyone. You said you started at eight. Well, back when I was around about four years old, I was a dancer, believe it or not. Not many mm-hmm. people believe me when I say that I was a dancer. But I do have video footage, so I can confirm. I have evidence. But uh, I went to the Johnny Young Talent School in Mill Park in Melbourne uh-huh. and I started off there and it was just you know, the performing arts school. And when I turned eight, that was when they started introducing singing lessons. And I'd always, you know, sing and all around the house and mum and dad were just sick and tired of me sounding like a off key, like an animal, like an animal was being tortured when I, when I sang, it was, I feel sorry for my parents. So, (laughs) so they were like, you know, Kate, if you're going to sing, and you please just sing in tune, which I think that was uh-huh. fair enough. So mum and dad got me into singing lessons at eight. And through that, I picked up the guitar. And at that time, I was going through a really big bullying thing at school. So mm-hmm. music and playing and singing and writing became, like you said, like it was saved me in a way because I wouldn't yeah. I don't even know what would have happened if I didn't have music yeah I was bullied at school as well and I actually just finished talking to someone else on another podcast and it was about bullying and that music was what got him through it and um 
what what was it that you that made you think this is what I'm going to do to deal with this in this moment because you know school is hard kids are mm. mean <laughs> they are they are they they seem like angels but they're really they're just so mean sometimes <laughs> so brutally honest too um mm. but I guess for me um well I'm now an ambassador for Bully Zero Australia so which is a foundation mm. so close to my heart and I do everything that I can for them and I guess bullying, you know, it's so sad to say that, it, you know, it's just what what you go through and it shouldn't mm. be the everyday norm for kids. And I, I, don't, I don't know what made me go into songwriting. I've always been that kid. I'm an only child as well, so I didn't have, mm. you know, older siblings or younger siblings or anything like that. So mm. I had some pretty close friends, but my mum was pretty much my rock in all of that. Yeah. And I guess because I used to always make up my own songs and I just started playing guitar that it kind of just flowed yeah. out of me. And it, yeah. it was such a, a beautiful thing because ever since writing and I wrote a song called Stand Up back, mm-hmm. oh, back in like 2010, I do believe I did it. And yeah. That got released into Victorian schools and they were listening to that song and because it was from a personal experience and so simple in lyrics that kids were easily, they were able to understand what I was talking about. And Yeah, they get it. They get it. They get it. Mm. And it was just, it was just like, it was just amazing and I haven't looked back and whenever something drastic happens in my life or happens in my friends' lives, I always go back and I always find that I have notebooks all over my room full yeah. of just if someone, like a regular person opened it, they'd be like, what is she on about? And I'm <laughs> writing and it's a mess. Like it's yeah. kind of like my brain. Like these notebooks are like the representation of what's going on in my head. <laughs> I think that must be a songwriter thing because my husband goes off at me about having all of these notebooks half written in and then I start a new one. Yeah with like lyrics or just ideas and things and that's he's right. like trying to clear it all out. Like, no, you can't throw them out. I might need it one day. <laughs> well, that's they're, right. They're like a diary, nothing, aren't they? They are. They are. The, they are. I've got so many um, notebooks and diaries dating back to when I first learned how to write and some of them I can't mm. even make out what I was trying to say. But I think that's the precious thing in writing and I always love handwriting songs. I'm not one yeah. to type. Never been a typer. I just, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why. There's something it just doesn't feel artistic right. in it. Like the movement of your hand on the paper is expressive. Yeah, <laughs> it is. And I know it makes no it sense is. because it's yeah, it's satisfying. I, 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 I like think. that too. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, no, I'm, I'm like glad you are because some people aren't, and I'm like, mm. wow, okay. Can well, we I be do, friends? <laughs> if, <laughs> If I'm in a, like a professional setting, like I was in Nashville or at the DAG, I might have yeah. my laptop open because it's easier. Like I know that it's going to be there. Whereas well, with the right. filing system of the random notebooks all over the house, that can get they can get lost. <laughs> yes, um, yes, definitely. The DAG yeah. did teach me to um, have my laptop, and I did use my laptop a lot more than what I normally would use it. So yeah. it was it was great um, that aspect because whatever you write, it's going to be there. You're not going to lose anything. I 
I wanted to go back to what you said earlier because you said that you you were singing out of tune when you were younger and your parents said, well, we need you to sing in tune. And you know what? Yeah. I actually want to give kudos to your mum. It sounds like your mum has just been your biggest champion. But, like, I know, like, when I was a kid, I used to sing in class and people would just tell me to shut up, you know? Yeah. <laughs> or, like, no, and it would be seriously. annoying and probably the wrong time. But Or if if you were yeah. singing out of tune, instead of just saying, oh, well, you can't sing, you know, they've mm. actually just said, well, if you want to sing, we just need to do it properly. Like that's. Well, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, incredible. I was really lucky. It's I'm really fortunate to have parents that support my music and mm. I'm so blessed to have them in my life. I couldn't, you know, you hear so many people or so many other people that go through that are musicians and, you know, mm. their parents don't really support them. And in my mm. family, <laughs> the demographic of my family is all pretty much into sports like football, okay. basketball, netball, and I'm the muso, so I stand out like a sore thumb. <laughs> I was going to ask, what what do your parents do? Are they creative as well, or? Um, well, mum's mum's really creative. She's I call her she's the songwriter assassin. So whenever I write okay. a song, I go to her straight away. No, because mm-hmm. she's I think she's just she's a songwriter in her own right. And she doesn't okay. say that she's a songwriter, but she's a songwriter without even realising that she is. And okay. I always go to her straight after I've written a song and I go, Mum, what do you think of this? Like, you know, do you like this? And she's like, oh, I like the, I like the verse, the chorus. Uh, you might need to go work on that. It doesn't take you anywhere. And I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. At least but it's no, honest. but it's a good thing though because yeah. she's like, she's, she's honest and, mm. you know, sometimes, you know, I'm like, wow, <laughs> but. Yeah. You know, most majority of the time it's she does it out of love and it's she's so supportive and she's just like, Hey, you're a country rock artist and you're writing pop stuff and I'm like, Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yes, Mum. That is yes, so mm-hmm. true. Yeah. So that's why I like co writing so much because I am full on into like my strong suit is hooks. Yep. And that's what I'm really good at. Like I'm really mm-hmm. good at that. And I struggle a little bit with finding the lyrics. So mm-hmm. unless I have a, if, unless I have like a really strong connection with that song and I know exactly from beginning to end what that song's going to be about, mm. I struggle a little bit. I'm getting better though. This yeah. time in isolation has made it, you know, I think get a little bit better because I've been writing like a writing machine during yeah, these past awesome. couple of months, which has been great. Yeah, it's um, it's a good opportunity to do a bit more. I've been recording as well because yeah. What else are we supposed to be doing, you know? That's right. Um, How are we supposed to stay creative? Well, <laughs> actually, I've, I've met quite a few people who were full-time corporate or had full-time jobs and they've had mm. to stop and all of a sudden it's allowed them the time to reflect and go, what am I doing with my life? That's right. I love music or I love being creative and I'm not doing that because I'm trying to survive in this job. And I've seen some people make some drastic um, career changes because they're really? taking wow. they're taking check you know on what they're doing with their life and um, yeah maybe in life we don't stop enough to actually think what am I doing with my life do I, is this what I really want to be doing you know yeah um, that's right there's a song in that one it's right kind there. of yeah exactly you heard it first <laughs> but it is it is it is like that you know yeah. like it's this time is, it's kind of like a catch 22 situation. It's a blessing in disguise, I think, for myself 
because, mm. you know, as artists and as performers, you're doing gigs 24-7 every mm-hmm. weekend, you're flat out, you're doing all those things. Mix that mm. with everyday life and yeah. your schedule is just booked to a T. Like I've got to book my friends in three months in advance if we want to catch up or anything and this time wow. yeah. has been amazing because I've had that opportunity to sit back and go, okay, what am I, what am I doing? Like, what, what am Mm. I doing? And Mm. it's, you know, we have to normally make time, which is why the DAG and all those songwriting retreats are fabulous because they're five Mm. days where you can really focus and really just be creative and write. And this has been like my DAG, except it's gone a little bit longer than what I would (laughs) normally expect to be. Yeah. Or what I signed up for, but it has kind of been like that, which I think is great. I wanted to talk to you about because you've done quite a few. Um, you've done the Australian Academy of Music, is it? Is that right? Yeah. And yeah, you've Australian also done Academy of Country Music. I think that's what they call it. The Australian country Academy music. of yeah. Country Music, and you've also done the singer songwriter retreat at the Dag in Tamworth, which is how I met you, and. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're doing a music degree. Where are you doing that one? So I'm doing my Bachelor of Music at Victoria University up okay. in Footscray Nicholson. Um, okay. And it's it's absolutely fabulous. I've got a little bit of a plug for it, but it's mm-hmm. the music degree is actually at Kindred Studio. So it's at a full-on recording studio and all of our oh. classes are there. And it's the space and the creative space that they've created there is phenomenal it's like every day it's like this is what the music industry is like you know if you're into recording if you're um doing rehearsals for your band and they've got like so many other people that go there VU Mm. is just another aspect of that place but Mm. it's not just your typical what you see in all those movies you know where they've got massive lectures and we're a class of like 20 people you know so, and it's an experience. But, it sounds like it's more you're getting experience in the industry through the university, yeah, which sounds right. really good. Yeah. So awesome. out of all of those, you would have met heaps of mentors and, and learnt a lot. Do you have anyone that is like a highlight of the person that you've worked with that just blew your mind? Um, well, I've, well, I, yeah, I have been, oh, well, I have been doing this for about 12 years and Sometimes I have to stop and go, Kate, you're only 19, you know, mm-hmm. so I have to kind of stop and go, oh, I haven't done enough or, you know, what am I doing? And I guess mm. with I've had so many people that have helped me already so far and I'm so thankful for them, but Carter and Carter are a big one. Um, they mm-hmm. only live about half an hour away from me and I do their um, songwriters retreat up at um, the – Fox Retreat up in King Lake, I'm pretty sure it is, and mm-hmm. they've been there right at the start when I first got into country music. And from there we've got Amber Lawrence has been a great one for me. She was my mm-hmm. um, junior academy mentor okay. and she's always stuck by me and whenever I've had a question about releasing music or anything like that, she's the first person I go to and she's always willing to lend a hand and yeah, so I guess mainly people that have been mentoring me are other artists in this industry, friends. Mm-hmm. And I think there's so many people and there's so much room for everyone that everyone yeah. helps each other. And just mm-hmm. to go to a mate who's 
probably been in the same situation as I've been and go, hey, how did you deal with this? Because I'm not entirely sure. And those Mm -hmm. connections that you make going through these songwriters retreats and even going to festivals and Mm -hmm. doing all those kinds of things, they become your family, you know, and you can just ask them anything and they're always willing to help you out, which I think is fabulous. Absolutely. And I think that's what I fell in love with um, at the DAG and with country music in general, the industry Mm. is like family, you know. They're just everyone's there to support and help each other and very, very kind, loving environment and very safe for people who are wanting to be creative and express themselves through music, (laughs) which is that's right. Yeah. Um, What's the best piece of advice that you have ever been given? Oh, you're getting me with the good questions today. Mm. <laughs> I guess the best, the best advice that I've always stuck by and I still remind myself to this day is to be myself and write what I feel is me and write what I want to write and sing how I want to mm. sing and not conform to what everyone else is doing and what might seem mm. successful because that might be successful for that person, but that person isn't me. Mm. And we're all on our own, you know, journey for a certain destination or whatever you might call it. But to just be you because there's only one you Mm. and to be unique and to just believe in yourself, that's probably the best advice I've ever gotten. And I always remind myself when I'm, you know, sitting down for the next co-write or going to write for the next single or the next album or anything like that, I'm like constantly thinking about what do who is Caitlin Thomas? Who am I as an artist? Because yeah. whoever my whoever I am, I'm going to connect with. Hopefully, the goal is to connect with at least one person in the audience. Yeah, and I've done my job. Well, that leads me on to the next question, actually, because I was going oh. to say, what is it that you want your listeners to get out of your music? Like, ideally, that one person that connects with your song. What is it that you hope that they will feel or get out of it, you know, when they hear your music? Well, I write from a lot of personal experiences that happen in my life and, like I said earlier, I do a lot of observations. So Mm. I kind of, with my friends, I kind of live through their life as well. I'm like, yes, you just got through a breakup. Tell me about it. (laughs) You know, I'm like. Just give it, just tell me, you know, this is awesome songwriting material. But for my audience, for my audience, I guarantee every every artist and every songwriter does it. So mm, if yeah. you have a friend that's a songwriter, they've probably done it to you. You know, it's just the way it is. But um, I guess with my audience, I want them to kind of take them back to a place in their life where that did happen or has happened or is happening at that moment and I write from the heart. I wrote a Mm. song called Deadly Storm which was about domestic violence and Mm. it's that happened to someone really close to me and my family and I needed to get that out of what I was feeling because I was like, why aren't you leaving? And that opens like a whole Pandora's box anyway. But Mm. after I wrote that song for her she was I performed it live and so many people came up to me and these people look like they've got their life 
all their life is perfect and they were coming up to me and they were telling me that they were actually going through that and that you know that song made them go no I have to leave and I thought that was absolutely just like whoa (laughs) it was yeah so humbling and I felt I don't even know what I felt like it just gave me goosebumps when I saw that so I guess with my audience I want them to to feel things whether or not it's feel happy or you know sad or Mm. whatever just whatever I'm kind of going through you know I think everyone kind of goes through in their lives different aspects obviously but we all experience the same emotions and I want them to I want my songs to convey those emotions and for that listener to take them back to a point in their lives if that has happened to them absolutely in a way and I think we do live in a world where emotions aren't always given the space to be allowed out. You know, we can be very suppressed and very unemotional in so many circumstances. And mm. I believe that that's one of the reasons music is so powerful because it does yeah. allow those emotions out. Yeah, I think it's beautiful. And so when people tell me that art or artists aren't essential, I just want to slap myself in the face because <laughs> it's like, yeah, but we are essential. People would say that emotions are unessential, but then what's life worth living for? You know, it's that connection with each other. And um, yeah, it's, I'm really glad that you said that. It's beautiful. And the the stories that you're so emotionally aware, it sounds like you're so wise beyond your years. And people used to tell me that all the time when I was younger and I hated it. So, you know, but hearing you um, share that and what you went through with school and bullying and experiencing that emotional pain. And it sounds like you mm. can quite identify with other people as well, like when your friends are going through a breakup or domestic violence. Clearly you yeah, feel I'm always pain. the mediator. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, I was unfortunately experienced to bullying um, in primary school at a really young age and it forced me to, I'm not going to say grow up because I didn't really mm. grow up, but it forced, it made me become assertive. Like Mm. I know how to stand up for myself Mm. and I'll stand up for someone who can't stand up for themselves. Like I won't be from, from being, you know, copying it firsthand. I will not be a bystander. If I see someone that's obviously struggling, I'm that person. They'll be like, okay, what's going on? Tell me, what can I do to fix it? I'm a fixer. Yeah. And yeah, I, it pretty much comes back down to my mom and my dad. So they were, Mm. because I am an only child, I felt my mum knew me, she knows me so well. She just, she'd look at me across the dinner table and go, Kate, what's wrong? And no. just tears, tears would just fall no. through my, like, through my face. And it was, yeah, both of them were, were my rock. And I think it's so important to have that one person, whether it be your mum, your dad, your best friend, your dog, anything like that, just to talk it out is really yeah. important. And, you know, cause it happened to me so young. It's definitely made me the person I am today and I'm really um, am aware of other people's feelings and, mm. you know, I try my hardest not to make them feel, you know, what I felt because it yeah. was I wouldn't wish it upon my worst enemy. It's not a nice definitely. feeling. No, I completely get it. And, um, and like, my, I went through bullying but it was also like I went through home abuse and abuse in the home so I didn't have that safe environment that you yeah. had with your parents. And I think about 
it now and what I've had to go through because I experienced that as a kid and then, you know, the impact of that growing up. I'm actually, in a way, I'm kind of not grateful, but like I accept it and I'm actually glad that I am who I am now because of what I've had to go through and the resilience and the strength. And I can hear that in you as well. Like you had someone to support you and you're Mm -hmm. actually a stronger person because of what you went through and the music that you're creating, people are clearly connecting to that and you're a fixer. But um, that's that's not something I love about songwriting is that you can kind of be frank in your storytelling (laughs) and and get to the point. You can get to the point really quick and just say, you know, make it really clear as to why someone shouldn't be in a domestic abuse situation. Um, But it's also passive. So whereas like you can't just walk up to someone who's in a situation when they can't see it and say you shouldn't be in here and you should do this and you should do that. But you present that song showing the different what you're feeling. Yeah, Yeah, it's so different. So um, well done. The last question I have for you. You've done really well. Um, the last oh. question I have for you is someone else, if you were talking to someone, mentoring someone else in, and they wanted to get into songwriting and um, present their art, what sort of advice yeah. would you be giving to someone? What's the best piece of advice that you would wish you had have known when you were starting out, even though you started so young? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess if I was mentoring someone, I did do a beginner songwriting workshop up at um, – uh, a council up near King Lake. I think it's called Murundi or Murundi. I always pronounce it wrong, but mm-hmm. um, up there, I did a beginner songwriting workshop with you know all these young kids going from I think the eldest was like sixteen and the youngest yeah. was like ten, and Amazing. it was it was it was incredible. And the council hired me to pretty much just to teach these guys that are um, writing music and. The advice that I overall gave them was just to continually write. You know, you're not going to be the next Bob Dylan or, you know, anybody else like that. You're going to be the next you. And what you write and how you write is unique to you and will always connect to someone out there. You will always find an audience that connects with your music because everyone's so unique in their own way and we all connect to different things it was amazing and I always said to them in the three hours that I was kind of teaching them um speaking Mm. to them it was just saying just to be who you are because who you are is pretty great I think that's that's wrapped it up amazingly I actually (laughs) um (laughs) I also realized that we haven't talked much about what you're doing now because you have just released a single which we wrote together and with um, yes. a group of people um, at the songwriting retreat called Shoulda, Coulda, Woulda. Um, yes. And you've been doing all sorts of amazing things during lockdown. Do you want to share a bit more about what you're doing now and where you want to be in the future? Yeah, sure thing. Well, uh, yeah, like you said before, I have released a brand new single um, and it's on all platforms and it's doing really well. I've been, during this time, it's been quite amazing because I've been doing so many radio interviews talking about the song and radio is loving the song which I'm like oh my goodness that's amazing it's always nice (laughs) when you get good feedback negative feedback you're like just don't tell me (laughs) if you like it tell me if you don't don't (laughs) but um (laughs) 
But I'm looking at uh, doing, uh, releasing another single soon. So mm-hmm. looking at probably early January next, yeah, January 2021. And mm-hmm. I've got, I've been in and out of the studio prior to our second lockdown in Victoria. And I've got roughly a whole EP ready to come out. So Yay. I'm just going to be releasing singles 24-7. Hopefully I'll be able to do a gig because I'm really missing yeah. performing live. I even mm-hmm. did a whole concert for my whole court yeah. in the town that I come from and everyone stayed on their own property and I put on a four-hour show for everyone because I missed oh. it that much. And oh, I think that time's going to happen again. <laughs> yep. It's getting a little bit hard, but, yeah, yep. it's just all up in the air at the moment. I'm hopefully going back to Nashville once we're allowed to fly again and it's yeah. all up in the air, but... I am just continually writing and hopefully performing and co-writing with everyone and doing my music degree. So I'm pretty busy. I'm a pretty busy bee. But um, yeah. I've also got a German Shepherd puppy. So she's kept my isolation time and probably possibly my future very busy. <laughs> yeah, having another child. Um, I mean, I have three kids and they say they want a dog and I'm like, yeah, no, I have enough responsibilities at the moment. Yeah, but, um, it's like another another child really because, yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> mum's like, yeah, Kate, so if, if you want to have kids, this is what it's like. And I'm like, mm-hmm. That's so funny. Thanks, I did Mom. that to my son. I said, if you want a puppy, you have to be able to keep these flowers alive. I was like. Yeah, literally all you have oh, to do is great. water them every day and if you can do that then I'll consider a puppy and he's like oh no that sounds too hot but he's seven. Oh my goodness <laughs> oh, bless him. that's amazing but oh, that's gorgeous. it sounds like the same thing your mum did it's like well this is what it's like to have a child here's a dog that's right <laughs> well yeah because I had to do the whole toilet training thing although I got yeah. I got on that really quick she was toilet trained yeah. within a month because you oh, know nice getting work. up at Oh, I was pretty proud of that. I'm like, yes, look at me go. But um, I need some help with my yeah. three-year-old. Do you want to come up and? Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, sure. The minute I'm allowed to travel into state, I'll uh, be there. It's an emergency. <laughs> I think we can get you through on like an exception to toilet training. Yeah, it's essential, time. right? It's essential. Essential. Yeah. Artists <laughs> are essential. That's the message. Um, yeah. But thank you so much. This has been a really beautiful um, tryst with you, Caitlin Thomas. Oh, thank and, you. Thank um, you for having me. You have such a beautiful heart and soul and it does come through in your music and just working with you. And I really hope that we get to work together soon when we're allowed to do retreats and get out oh, and, and um I'll definitely come see you live when you're performing. Thanks for joining our songwriters, Trist, today. To join the family and keep up to date with future podcasts, follow us on Facebook or Instagram and subscribe. To contact me or learn more, visit my website, www.ray-lee.com.